Please, no gang signs. No, throw it up, I'm kidding. Whosoever holds of this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? Ladies and gentlemen, and of course, gentle ladies. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to a brand new season of a brand new podcast uh, titled Talk Amongst Yourselves. Uh, this new season is going to be uh, focused on one thing in particular, a nice roundtable discussion uh, with fans highlighting 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 10 years. 10 years. It's hard to believe. Uh, I'll go through introductions. I'm Joe Machado. I'm the co-creator of the Games That Match podcast. I'll be your host uh, uh, for the show. Uh, I seem to always be joined by uh, our illustrator, Brian Walters. Uh, Brian, you're here with us. Hi. Hi. How are we doing? <laughs> this is our second <laughs> escapade into into Marvel nonsense. Right? Uh, comic, comic book movie nonsense. Comic book right? movie nonsense. The last yeah, yeah, one yeah, was yeah. heavy everything. Very, yeah. That uh, that guy over there is a uh, Twitch streamer, good friend of mine, Pop Up J, Jared Vasquez. Jared, what's up, buddy? Yay, I'm not sick anymore. Yay. <laughs> I had the flu last week, so this is uh, this is good. I'm still a little nasal. You'll probably hear it in the recording. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing not anal. It, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know. But that's a that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> way to way to keep it clean for everyone out oh, there. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. nice. This is all ages. We're gonna rate this PG thirteen because you know PG Marvel 13. movies are all PG thirteen. So that yeah. means we can only curse once. Yeah, it guess fuck. Well, <laughs> well, we used it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so fun factoid, sorry. Tangent. And we have our our resident comic book connoisseur. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna call you because you you know more than me. Therefore, you are a connoisseur of whatever that is. Uh, Jeff Hicks is with us. Yeah, Jeff, I, what's up, buddy? Uh, you know, uh, coming into this, I literally was uh, reading the Marvel Wiki last night. I can't help it, and not it's, it's the Marvel. It's the one created by just the users, right? Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not the yeah. actual Marvel one because that yeah. it really sucks. Um, it, it's bad. It's not even up to date. You think? You oh, think if you had your own wiki. Shame. Dang. You'd be up to date, but I was like reading up on the on the Black Order, which I know we probably won't. Oh, do today. buddy! But uh, but you know, it's you're getting ready. I can't wait, man. Prox oh. Proxima Midnight. Let's go. Black Ebony Maw. I just well, Ebony so, Maw. So, okay, oh. so I just want to put out there that there is a character named Super Giant in in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Black Order. Um, whether she is super or a giant, I don't. I it, it irrelevant. She probably won't be either. She's she's got telepathic powers. Maybe she can project she? herself as a giant. Yeah, like, maybe she uh, can. Project. I mean, she just I love, just, thinking she's giant. She's she's actually a telepathic parasite. She Her projection feeds, of a giant versus Vision's projection of him being a human. Go. <laughs> oh man, Vision. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so ten years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, two thousand and eight. Uh, so I was two years out of. I was a sophomore in college. In 2008. I don't want to talk about it. 2008. Yeah, Jeff, you're, I think, a little older than me. Yeah, yeah. By, like, a couple months. Uh, I should have graduated when Iron Man came out, but my uh, advisor fucked up, and I had to spend another half semester in school. So, fun times. So, we were both in school. That was 2008? I was supposed to be graduating then, but I ended up graduating in the winter. I was a sophomore in college when it came out. I was a GameStop store manager. 
I was I was already graduated. I graduated in oh five. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was <laughs> I was a full-time assistant manager of Hot Topic. <laughs> hey, there, there we so go. So there's my credentials. That real time. <laughs> Iron Man drops and Iron Man shirts are every fucking Ooh, Maybe I should I, put in the terms and conditions of this podcast that we're all amateurs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, uh, and and I, uh, so I never have to buy a T-shirt ever again just because I worked at Hot Topic. Really? Yeah, I own so many. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh, I thought you meant like you have like a lifetime relationship <laughs> right. with Hot Topic that you just you go just... in with like a card and you say, actually, "I want that." Shirt, I, I'm please. not Alice Cooper. Oh, he, okay. he is actually a lifetime employee. That's he's a lifetime. <laughs> employee? Is that something you want? Yeah. That, I guess is if that you're something Al- you really want. If you're Alice Cooper, maybe I don't, I don't know. know if that's something you really want. I don't. Know. It's random, <laughs> random trivia. I know. Well, let's start with uh, let's 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 get it started. Um, Ten years of the MCU. Uh, starting with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, phase one, uh, you got to think, phase one, this is the beginning. This is the, I have to imagine, I don't I don't know if even Marvel knew that this is what they were getting into. I knew they had an idea, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they would it would have gotten to the point like, hey, we're, we, we're, we're now, here yeah. and it's huge. Black Panther hitting a billion dollars. Like, craziness has ensued for some of these films absurd amounts later. of money yeah 18 yeah, right. movies later like 14 Just like 15 billion dollars in the whole imagine franchise. how much money they've made off merchandising alone alone right? yeah but i i want to dive into i want to dive into iron man one as the starting point mm-hmm. um this is the origin story for tony stark this is robert downey jr's kind of some of the best work that he's done mm-hmm. as an actor um but there's one there's one question that I do have is that I don't aside from Black Panther, there's not another film that really focuses a lot on family lineage as much as Iron Man does, uh, yeah, yeah. especially within the Stark industry, just the relationship that Stark Industries has with the rest of the world. When mm-hmm. you guys watch the film originally. Yeah. And even and even maybe now on a refresher, how much of. Stark Industries has impacted like the MCU as a whole. Like it's been a it's been a, a large amount. Oh yeah, on Stark Industries just influence. On I mean, the MCU. I mean, even look at look at like later movies like um, Ant Man, where you have the Howard Stark, you know, um, you know, doing that that cameo at the beginning. Part of the um, SSR, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, like they've they've had that as a as a through line that where, um, where where you know Howard Stark. And and Tony Stark and just that that their family has a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether it's you know n- you know Nick Fury telling Tony your father thought you were going to be d- discover this thing because he was limited or his limitations of the technology at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. And it even goes uh, earlier than that if you think about it because right after the first Iron Man movie, like really kind of set the stage. Uh, the Incredible Hulk has little nods to what would become the MCU by showing the Stark Industries logo pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah. uh, Like midway uh, through the movie. The tanks for the super soldier serum, the Mm -hmm. knockoff, the weapon plus tanks that were, uh, that they put into Blossy. Yeah. Um, Lots of ties. And then what? He's one of the major characters in Captain America, the Mm -hmm. the first Avenger. Yeah. I mean, it helped create Captain America, basically. Yeah. I mean, he might not know the science behind it, but he was, he was there. And he was present, and he helped. Yeah, he uh, built Earth the tech team. that Earth made that the, the, the capsules that they put him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. what? Um, and then you have the Peggy Carter shield thing, or the Agent Carter. 
yeah. TV yeah. show that kind yeah, of he was, continued he was, that, he was which is that, canon. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, and that's what's so crazy. Like, I think about it, and I, I think to the idea that for, for Stark Industries in particular to to transform in, in the first Iron Man film uh, be, because of Obadiah staying the, the the villain trying to turn it into a like a weapons just uh weapon mongers uh weapon mongers I, 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 yeah weapon mongers yeah a war machine or if a you war will. machine <laughs> if you will or an iron monger if you yeah, will monger, mm-hmm. uh but to 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 see that transition it to where Stark says okay we're not going to do this anymore mm-hmm. I I find it like the MCU as a whole is a really good balance of of showing Stark Industries and what they're doing now and still cleaning up what they were doing before. Well, I mean, and yeah, and and, and you talked about uh, focusing on family lineage. I mean, just look at the um, kind of magazine covers that they had. Um, yeah, yeah, where they're like, yeah, yeah. like the son is back, you know, yeah. and he's, you know, uh, you know, the prodigal, the prodigal son, son returns. returns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where, they're cover. so focused on, on, on a father son thing. The first, one of the first thing he says when he gets back from, from being tortured is, uh, to the reporters is I never got to say goodbye to my dad. Yeah. It's the first thing he says, and yep. they're very focused on, on, on that family dynamic. I mean, look at later movies where he actually, like uses his own memories to like be able to show that scene the last yeah. time. Oh yeah, yeah, in, in Civil a, War, in, and like know. he's able to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I like, and I, uh, does Iron Man is uh, is Iron Man one one of the only films in the first phase, in my opinion, that kind of ages really well. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Watching think it, it now, ten well. years later, I, I just watched all of them. Like, like I think two. Weeks I don't ago, know if it ages better than the other Phase One films, but I think it's the one that I'm. I'm always genuinely surprised. It's still how well it ages. The special effects still hold up very, very well mm-hmm. by comparison to other movies that are actually newer, like Captain America: The First Avenger. Those special effects aren't very good. Mm-hmm. You can see the green screen, like you can really see it. Um, so I think this one. It also has to do with Favreau. Like, Favreau knows what he's doing. Yeah. 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 I also like the the emotionality of the movie. So, like, um, Captain America depicted war as kind of like a happy-go-lucky, like, hey, let's run around and kill Nazis kind of thing. Yeah. They didn't even kill them. Let's, let's go around and throw my shield at Nazis. Like, they like nothing bad really happened in any of those war montages mm-hmm. until the train accident with Bucky. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's and that's way own, too personal. But literally at the beginning of Iron Man, you get soldiers that he's kind of connected with yeah uh you know in his we know they died wait they're dead yeah right. they died the emotional like the um jensen we mm-hmm. see him die like oh yeah and like, you also have to think stuff happens you also you also have to think in 2008 that's smack in the middle of the the current debate of the war on terror at the time yep. yeah right. so that's a huge hot huge. button point to essentially start your mcu with a very controversial topic on military men and women in the Middle East mm-hmm. that are going to die in this scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, think, a, that's a really tough line to walk. I think, uh, I, think, I think you had said it previously. Um, I think one of the best parts about the beginning of that movie is, uh, and you, you uh, put it on par with Doctor Strange, is just the... the it's uncomfortable to watch him go through yep. the, the, the being tortured, you know, just all of that, that beginning, there, just, just by acting alone. Yeah. Uh, Doctor I, Strange, uh, we watched it recently, is one of the most uncomfortable origin stories I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Watching him struggle with his hands. The second one is Iron Man. Mm-hmm, yeah. Is watching him. That scene where he realizes there's this thing in his chest that's keeping him alive. It's a dope story when he's like building the suit and he's doing all that. But if yeah. you really think about it, 
Like, it's very comic booky in that way, but it's a very uncomfortable origin story to watch because of the the the, the context of the situation at the time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. in two thousand eight, like and just and just uh, that realization of Tony Stark just when they when they, when they're talking about um, when he's talking to basically the the head of the the camp that's keeping him right, and he and the they'll set you free if you create the Jericho missile. Yeah. And he's like, no, you won't. And he's like, no, he won't. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> he knows he's, he knows he's the there. Other. Oh yeah. So they made it very clear. Something. They made, they made the, uh, the score very clear in you know, they're still going to fuck us up. They're going to get what they want regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you see in the rest of the movie, they end up getting the Jericho missiles and they still got what they wanted. And what did they do? As soon as they did that, they captured a bunch of people and like in a terrorist fashion, took over an entire town and we're going to murder everyone. Yeah. All the men, all dead. The women and children will sell them to slavery or whatever they were going to do. I don't really remember that part too, too much, but Mm -hmm. they were going to murder everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, the stakes are high. The stakes are real. Like this isn't, it's the movie universe. Like if someone dies, they don't come back, but we'll get on that. So far. We'll get on that. that, (laughs) Because there's also, Colson, but it, you know. not can non canon non canon Colson is 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 that non canon? It is non canon. Yeah. So so the one shots are canon. The one so shots to our yes. understanding okay. are yeah because the they were shows done by the f- yeah okay okay minus the, Netflix but the Netflix. Netflix shows are are continuity wise canon yeah but they're not but they're not I don't think they're direct link canon I, I think, think I think they sidestep from the incident the Battle of New York yeah. or something like and that. they don't even call it that yeah it's the always the referred to as the incident or yeah the incident and it's know. like super generic titles and they'll jokingly make you know comments about. Iron Man, Captain America, or the big green guy. I know this is a little off topic. Uh, Jessica Jones season two, they mentioned the raft from Civil War. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The raft. They mentioned the raft. Oh, the, the prison. Ass, okay. The I prison in the middle of nowhere. They mentioned the yeah, raft. Yeah. So like that was the closest, I think, the most relevant that we've ever gotten yeah. to an MCU film. The incident is one thing. Okay, not not going to lie, though. The raft in, in that movie is a lot smaller than I thought it'd be. Yeah. In the comics, it holds... Every single in the comics, super it's also villain. a space station. So well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Holds, it holds every single supervillain. Yeah, like, well, there's, That's, a, there's multiple rafts. Yeah, there yeah, are multiple yeah, yeah. rafts. The one that they show in the Civil War comic books, that's also one of the rafts, right? Yeah. That is the raft. That's like oh, the, the, the one in the negative zone. The negative yeah. zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one. Well, yeah. There's like, I mean, there was originally like, one that was kind of like an Alcatraz type type prison, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they like were an island kept underground, and yeah. then. Like there's this the, was a there's supposed a, to be like six super prisons, right? Yeah, this yeah. Is like, like that. the the one in the negative zone, the one that was on an island, the one that was in the middle of the ocean, um, and all that stuff. right? And then uh, the one in space. Yeah, I guess they haven't really. The world isn't as big as the comic. We book don't have universe. that. Correct. Yeah. We're not there yet. So. And a few of them have just straight up died. Has just died. So <laughs> yeah. and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but you're talking about we're going back to family ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how the the family relationship. One of the things I wanted to point out was that uh, in Iron Man two, uh, you really realize just how much Howard Stark really does love his family. He just can't say it. Yeah. 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 I mean, and you have to think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to, you know, not to excuse it, but product of the time, right? Oh yeah. Uh, just because. Uh, well, he said that's one of my favorite lines in 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 that video that he leaves is mm-hmm. I'm trapped. In the past. Yeah. I can't basically. do all the things I want to do 
because I'm trapped in an age where the technology will not allow me to do it. It's one of my favorite lines. As much as I have issues with Iron Man 2, it's one of my favorite moments where he leaves that message for Tony. And that was embedded in the same video where he was like an alcoholic and he treated people like shit. He did all this other stuff. And then there's this great moment smack in the middle of it that's really cool. And, And not only that, but Tony Stark's drive to not be his father turns him into his father yeah, yeah he when you think pretty about much it, yeah. becomes howard stark through the movies and we'll cross that bridge as we get to the different sins of the father huh? yeah well i want to i want to get into that real quick before we go into mcu impact because okay. we were having a conversation a, a little uh, right before we started recording uh about the idea in my opinion uh tony's entire story arc is about the 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 struggle, the recovery, and the relapse of people who suffer from PTSD yeah, uh, yeah. in oh, a yeah. long term sense. Yeah, starting starting from the beginning. Starting from the beginning, every decision he makes in Iron Man one and two and three that has somewhat of an impact is based on either a fear or a a a a reveal of character. Yeah, that stems from this thing he's suffering by. And when Avengers comes around, he has this relapse Mm -hmm. where he obsesses over everything that is outside of my world. Mm -hmm. And he begins to build everything to either because he's afraid or because he has this obsession to protect something. You know, he says uh, when he builds Ultron, he says, I can build a a suit of armor around the world. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I take that same motivation to why he builds the Iron Man suit and why he says, no, Iron Man and me, we are one. Because that is the thing that protects him from the dangers mm-hmm. that 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 could kill him. But as a byproduct, it also throws him in the middle of all the dangers that are happening and, in the and world. And sometimes creates those and dangers. And sometimes creates I, I, those dangers. I, I, I yeah. think, I, and we, we said that, you know, it, it was nice, you know, like Iron Man 3, we could see all these suits of armor. But we realized that all these suits of armor, he's making them to cover every possible situation yeah. that could hurt him or somebody else. He had the loves. Hulk buster. He had a Hulk suit to lift up things. He had a Hulk suit that could... Morph into other Hulk, like he, or yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah like Iron, Iron Man suits. He, mm-hmm. but he's also the only one who's ever really seen beyond the world. Yeah, he because yeah, he was the in wor- space. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the Earth, in the Earth continuity, he's the only one that's seen beyond. Yeah, and that, as Age of Ultron shows, he is so terrified of it. Like the vision, seeing that he has of seeing everybody dead or dying, mm-hmm. like it really haunts him. Like, I, I mean, I, I will say. Thor probably has a, probably he knows what's out there, but he's not bothered by it. Yeah, because he's because yeah, he, at not, the time he's not from Earth, and just, at the time he's got a whole army of Asgardians that, exactly. that can back him up yeah, if yeah, he needs yeah, yeah. it. And he's a five thousand year old god. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, <laughs> that that also helps. Yeah, but it's you're absolutely right in in phase one and in phase two when we talk about that a little later. Like like Tony's entire perception in phase one is to protect people from threats. Foreign and domestic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do not belong to the U.S. government. Yeah. I can go I've, and save I've, anyone. I privatize world peace. But I privatize world <laughs> peace, welcome. right? You're welcome. Yeah. But I love that I'm scene. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want this, but you can't have it. Oh, I love yeah. that. Oh, that dialogue yeah. that he has. Oh, man. That would be tantamount to prostitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like I love his character, but so much of it I feel like is this deep-seated fear. Yeah. Yeah. And... 
which, even which, his interactions with people yeah, are somewhat uh, based in fear. Oh yeah, I mean, and he and he tries to cover it up with with the the suits and with his with his personality, charm, his demeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 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 you know, and we see the the substance abuse, and as it gets better, gets worse, gets better, gets worse as yeah. far as the movies go. Um, but but yeah, I I would say absolutely. Like you see that that all of those decisions created by fear, created by the just want to protect himself, pepper the world. Yeah. And it just slowly kind of expands. And creates issues like Ultron. Uh, <laughs> there's a chance that uh, Avengers Infinity War is going to be Robert Downey Jr.'s last movie. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, there's so a chance. As, as I'm, I'm still in the... Uh, I'm in still the, in the boat that in he's going to one-shot himself. Jarvis, and he's just yeah. going to cameo from now on. I mean, that's that's how he was in the comics. That's how he was in the for, comics. So for, it for makes until sense. recently, yeah. But if this is his last one, Tony, uh, what what uh, what is your feel? What's Tony Stark's impact on the MCU as a whole? Well, Tony Stark himself, I mean, just the the he's the beginning of the escalation, right? But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's I mean, a really he, good point. He's well, he's not the the. I mean, we find out later in re- retroactively that there was others before him. Well, and, and we'll Vision see in, says it in Civil War, mm-hmm. where he says, "Ever since." Mr. Stark came out as Iron Man. There's been a percentage increase mm-hmm. of the, the of amount of catastrophic ex- events, catastrophic that have, events that have transpired mm-hmm. ever since that point of Tony Stark coming out as Iron Man. Yeah, beginning of escalation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and again, we'll find out more uh, about things like Captain Marvel, and we've seen Ant Man, but on the smaller scale, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and of course, ah. Captain America. Um, <laughs> oh, Thor no, actually says something like that in the uh, in the original Avengers, where he says, "You guys have shown that you are ready for, for a, a higher, higher level of war." Yeah, like so because Tony Stark says, "I'm Iron Man." Now that he well, painted he a says huge the target, experiments with the Tesseract is what said that we were ready for a higher level. Uh, yeah, of yeah, war. yeah, but but it but it, the... it escalated. You know, you know, we have to think that that A led in to B, which equal which led yeah. in to C. And um, it's funny because now going back to family lineage. Howard Stark is the he finds the Tesseract. Yeah, he well, finds it after. For, yep. Yeah. So really, the Starks are the reason why the universe in the MCU is the way it is. Or they started the the Earth is so maybe I I think the, the Starks are a primary byproduct of why the Earth is so involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In in things that have transpired mm-hmm. so fast too. So well, yeah, and maybe this goes into because we're gonna have a dedicated episode for Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, that'll post the next day, um, after release on the twenty seventh, um. But I'm interested to see, and you had mentioned this before, Brian, I'm interested to see when Thanos makes the decision that I want the Infinity Stones. And Brian's point was, in Captain America First Avenger, when uh, Cap uses the Tesseract and Red Skull gets obliterated and the beam goes out into the sky, that's 1940, what, 45, 46? If that beam is then seen... And now all of a sudden there's this the next 50 years of action mm-hmm. of, you know, upscaled escalation with things like inhuman. Now, mind you, it's not canon, but like inhumans and and all of these other things. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if the actions that take place, not just in Captain America with Howard, but in 2008 with Tony, aren't the aren't the motivating factors for Thanos to get the Infinity Stones that he's figured out are on Earth. There's also, yeah. uh, with Ant-Man, when he goes, uh, was it 
like what's the word he uses when he shrinks down so small? Is it quantum? The microverse, the quantum, quantum realm. Yeah, like I'm pretty well, sure like they that call that... it the quantum realm in the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, that's also a separate realm that w- that was a, a call sign too. Probably yeah. And that yeah, happened in what the '60s. When like his wife the 50s went, or 60s? Uh, yeah. Yeah. for what? When his wife disappears? That was for the, the Cold original War. Ant-Man Cold War, yeah, Cold and War. Yeah, so that's also another indication. There is a tesseract, the beam going off. Then Ant Man, the original Ant Man, uh, finds going, the quantum realm. Yeah, so there's like the the call signs have been popping up here and there, and we haven't seen Captain Marvel. We don't know what that's going to play into. Yeah, but we know that in the 80s, aliens came to Earth. We know that because. Guardians of the Galaxy takes place at the beginning in the 80s. So they knew about Earth. They, They've known. Probably were primitive well, to them, but... Ego came in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and visited Earth. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, got his freak on. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> got his freak on. Well, uh, and also fun, fun, but when you think about family lineage, Guardians is about the only other movie I can think of that is more oh, yeah. focused on family. Oh, yeah. true, true, That's true. the theme. Than the, that's yeah. the entire theme, like Gamora... Um, he's like Nebula. I found my family and she's like I thought we were your family right uh, Ego Peter Quill and his mom like that's the only other yeah. movie that's yeah, yeah. family driven as well, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony Stark and, and you think yeah, Gamora Gamora and Nebula with Thanos right. uh, mm-hmm. that's a and we haven't even seen we've gotten a little killed. bit yeah Groot and, and Rocket who are essentially family, family now, yep yeah. um, but I, I so, wanted to because uh, it's still tangent, sorry no no it's fine <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking about Iron Man though uh, there was something Brian you had you had uh in our notes here, uh, you had stated that uh, in the post credit scene, you know, it starts the idea of the Avengers, right? Nick Fury, right? People went wild, right? When People they shat saw that. their pants in the theater, um, and yeah. and you have Coulson saying that this is not my first rodeo, um, and uh, that it alludes to a history that's established uh, in Ant Man and in, in later movies that it existed. You know, uh, uh, you know, Captain America. There were superheroes and, before and, uh, Iron Man. Exactly. That's why Captain Marvel is so intriguing that they are doing it in the nineties. Yeah, there's yeah. this huge gap of oh, yeah. time that I we think, have not seen. I think, yet. Yeah, and we hear later, you know, Nick Fury's secrets have secrets, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting to see what that's going to be like in the nineties. Um, we're going to get a young, younger Fury. Uh, they showed him doing prosthetics, uh, doing oh, yeah. molds of 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 Sam Jackson, yeah. uh, so they could pop make him younger. I guess make him or, younger. Um, Couldn't they do the same thing that they did with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and they could? Yeah. I think the concern is if if Sam Jackson is the support character for the majority of the movie. <coughs> that's just too how much. much that's Whoa. a or, lot. Of, that or, makes sense for a short amount of time. It could be supplements. They're, they're dealing they're with scrolls. So the could could that. maybe the villain be Sam Jackson? Uh, a scroll posing as Sam. A Jackson. A scroll posing as Sam Jackson. That's, that's. I mean, that's the topic for another day. But it's very just, Tron. I just, just you know, it's very Tron legacy. That is yeah, very. Yeah. It's like, oh, very you're legacy. right. True. That is very uh, Tron legacy. Like, uh, well, as long as as long as it is as the CG. <laughs> man, that was. Like, they tried. It was. <sighs> yeah. I okay. I, I, that's a separate podcast on, on a completely just on a completely tan- <laughs> tangential note. I love. We've established this I, is a tangential. I, I show. love um, Tron legacy. Aside from the the, 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 Bridges, the, the oh, I love Jeff Tron Bridges. Legacy. Tron I love Legacy Jeff is one Bridges. of my favorite movies. I love Jeff Bridges. Amy loves Tron funny, Legacy. Funny that we're talking about uh, Iron Man in that respect. My favorite line from the whole movie: Tony Stark built it in a cave. In a cave with a box of scraps. Oh, uh, when he like <laughs> yeah, when he his delivery. Out. So good. Uh, my favorite scene of his in Iron Man One is when he puts the device. On uh, in Tony's house. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Tony. He goes, yeah, this is experimental thing. You would have canceled it 
if you would have had your way, but it's funny what you can, what you can pick up and pull so, out. So interesting thing, right? Someone made a, a connection with this. I think I was, I think it was on, uh, I was on Reddit or something like that where they, cause people were complaining about Ragnarok again, another tangent. And I'm sorry about this, but they were saying, how can the God of thunder be electrocuted by, <laughs> by, they said, trailers. if you think, if you think about it, um, when when it shows them using it, you kind of get this like blue veiny thing happening. So people were liking it, likening it to the device that Obadiah, that Obadiah used, used. Um, uh, in Iron Man. Uh, whereas it wasn't a elect, it, it maybe sounds and looks like it could be electricity, but it's not. It's something similar to that that just cause causes paralysis. Yeah, uh, mm. which I'd be okay with if they had made that clear. But yeah. it, it just they don't really. Well, I, I assume they think it's uh, Taika Waititi considered it irrelevant to the point. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's an alien planet. They have some level of technology that can affect Asgardians. That's yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can but interpret whatever you it want. is. It is funny to think about the fact that like the God one of the of first thunder. times we see Thor knocked down in the original movie is because he gets tased. <laughs> yeah, by true. Darcy. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's the God. It's the dude who shoots lightning. There's out a the there's a comic out there that, that shows. Uh, someone did this fan art and it's of him putting the disc on Loki and getting electrocute electrocuted. Yeah. And he goes, I guess you're the God of thunder now and I'm the God of mischief. And then he dabs. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Hilarious. Let's talk about Thor since we're, since we're on the subject. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there are some people that have issues with the first Thor film. Some of us do. Some of us don't. Uh, I'm very indifferent. I think. I think. I think they took someone like Kenneth Branagh to do the movie. Uh, obviously, history in Shakespeare. Um, you know, history doing like really, really um, kind of heavy. Kenneth material. Branagh directed that movie. Uh, yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. Mother, no, you're wearing her dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but heavy <laughs> stuff, and I don't. I don't know, considering that. You know, John Favreau did Iron Man. I don't know if that was the right fit. That's a stark transition, right? Hey. <laughs> well, uh, we're also skipping team. over Hulk. We are. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we'll get to him. Um, yeah, but mm-hmm. for but Thor, like, there's a. It's a very hard thing to do. Like a lot of everything they've done so far, have been grounded on Earth. Like, and for characters that were pretty well established, like if I ask people who the original Avengers were, some people completely forget Thor. Yeah. Um, and it, he's a, it's a very odd subject. And it's one of those ones I always thought was addressed weirdly in like comic books for a long time where they were like, everyone was just like, oh yeah, he's a God. That's fine. That's cool. And I was like, we're in a monotheistic culture, uh, predominantly, mm-hmm. uh, that would not be okay with a Norse God showing up and being like, I'm a God. Like, I'm actually... Right, I'm actually a god. Uh, in the comic books, they didn't address that for a long time. Yeah. It was just, everyone was just like, okay, it's Thor, he's a god, that's cool. Uh, the Ultimate Comics kind of did for a little while, where they were just like, is you're he, just a crazy ego terrorist. Is he crazy dude? And then he wound up being, like, not, he's really a god. Uh, yeah, they, they so it's, changed it's like, it. super like, weird. And then uh, in the comic books, they eventually said they're a celestial experiment. Yeah. Uh, to basically, we just wanted to hit was that Earth? That was that Earth X, I think? Uh, was that what the first one they talked about it? I know it was during the Ragnarok event where they were just like, "Why does Ragnarok keep happening?" Oh, because it was because made a, a celestial like a it's like a time loop. Well, yeah. those who sit above, those who sit above. Um, so there's the gods, right? Uh, Norse gods, uh, Thor, Odin, and all that. Then there's those who sit above who actually feed off the cycle of Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, so that's how they get uh, their, their, energy their, powers. And their powers. And basically, Thor is like, you know what? Screw this. Ragnarok's not going to happen anymore. And he 
gets the power of the runes and uh, <laughs> and he breaks more the cycle. items to, he, to he breaks the cycle and that's when when um all the asgardians kind of show up on earth because asgard is no asgard more. is no more yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, um, they had to reset ragnarok mm-hmm. right? well for those of you who probably or might have not seen thor in a while uh, the official synopsis of it reads, um, uh, <laughs> as the son of Odin, king of the Norse gods, Thor will soon inherit the throne of Asgard from his aging father. Aging like he still lives through three movies, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, however, on the day that he's, he is to be crowned, Thor reacts with brutality when the gods' enemies, the Frost Giants, enter the palace in violation of their treaty. As punishment, Odin banishes Thor to Earth. While Loki, Thor's br- brother, plots mischief in Asgard, Thor, now stripped of his powers, faces his greatest threat, being a god without a world to call his own. So there's some interesting things about um, when he gets banished. Uh, so it seems like the, the worthiness enchantment always existed on Mjolnir. However, you see Odin actually whisper to the hammer. He, the if he'd be worthy, mm-hmm. he whispers the enchantment, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is for people who didn't know the enchantment existed or, or uh, honestly, we don't even get to see Mjolnir being tra- someone trying to use it before he whispers that. Yeah. So there's ambiguity as to whether that enchantment definitely existed before then i would assume it did um so you're saying that that might have been the origins of the enchantment that, uh, that maybe. Odin would That's have created it right there it, plays it up yes but in the in the in the comics the, it's established that it's pretty much always, always been, been on there. the hammer yeah that only he was worthy can pick it up ever yeah just, and in fact in fact it, now odin's not even worthy enough um thor it's not worthy enough. It, well odin isn't either so the uh-huh. the so the worthiness clause on there has actually Mjolnir itself has changed what it thinks is worthy, and that's it's why, a living creature. Yeah, and that's why Jane Foster is worthy because it's worthy. like, oh, you're the only one. Yeah, apparently, didn't they uh, <laughs> like to forge the hammer? It needed to be uh, forged within a supernova by like master dwarfs, yes, dwarfsmen, yeah. and it's like a it's a storm. Um, that's like living inside a of it. A sentient storm, yeah. And Thor is the only one who has been able to tame it. It's so, so wild. So Odin, this... Odin used to. Right. Yeah. So I, I read that. little yeah. tease there. For those of you who have seen the Avengers trailer, there's this prevailing theory that Thor is in the Forge of the Gods, that he is forging a new uh, weapon. Yeah, and there's rumors that he uses, the uh, Groot gives him the handle to use. Yeah, it's Groot makes the body. handle from his own yeah, body. yeah. Uh, and he makes the whatever it's called the storm storm axe breaker or, storm yeah storm breaker like which is Beta Ray Bill's hammer in the comic books yeah yeah but Beta Ray Bill which is shown he exists. left to a building well we but saw someone of Beta Ray Bill's species exists so maybe not Beta, Beta Ray Bill himself because they all look the same but that so. but that's yeah. a start. That's Cor- a start. A, a Corbinite, if we want to get the odds of you getting Beta Ray Bill are fairly minimal. I didn't know that. The odds of us getting Beta Ray Bill is pretty oh, no. they're I mean, pretty low. Maybe. I see us getting it makes th- me cry. I see but us it's... getting Thunderstrike before we get Beta <laughs> right. Ray Bill. That's what we were joking about. We were like, man, why did they do Thunderstrike? Because then it, there's like Thor loses the hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah Masterson yeah. becomes a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Ser- seriously. Well, and and the thing is, like, the pieces of Mjolnir are in Norway. 
They're just chill. Yeah. So yeah. my thing is, my thing is, can you not pick up the pieces? Well, that's what I want. That's, that's true. <laughs> They're like a bunch of people over there, just like what I, we wanted to build a house here, but I guess so, we can't now. So that's interesting because Thor nice Ragnarok. One of the things that we've been talking about, if we're getting into MCU impact of of the film, yeah. One of the things that Brian and I was talking about is how much some of these films kind of contradict the earlier films, mm-hmm. which some directors are just okay with that happening because it's just where they are and that's the end of it. But in this instance. Uh, the thing that intrigues me the most is the fact that if you look at Thor, Odin creates that, that, you know, he who sh- should be worthy should be able to pick up the hammer and, and whatever the case may be. I assume Odin is incredibly powerful, but if we're talking about worthiness in Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok establishes Odin as a really fucked up past. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. A really fucked up past. And I think, I think, uh, maybe hindsight being 2020 yeah has changed him obviously a lot uh and his reason he banished hella and everything like that but you're right completely prior horrible. to thor one he's got a shitty path he lies a <laughs> lot uh and well i mean it makes sense that loki turned out the way he did because yeah his father lied father lied just as much as he does um the, i think odin was a combination of of thor and loki to be honest yeah uh that that one point where hella looks at um Looks at Thor and goes, "You don't look like him. You sound like him." Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a, a pretty interesting similarities, especially in Odin, as you get late into later films. And there there is this there is a phrase. I mean, and we've all pinpointed this out: is that uh, Thor says magic is or, uh, is just science you don't understand. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and then um, you get into Doctor Strange, and that just goes wonky. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, though. That whole worthiness enchantment, how is that science, right? So I think perhaps this was Thor like dumbing it down. Like yes. it was what he knew, uh, what he understood, right? Um, or or maybe he was just trying to speak, I don't want to say down to humans, but like just, eh, it's just science. Well, the, my understand. response has always been I'm very intrigued with the idea that in every single Thor film and every time we've seen Thor, Thor does not know as much as he thinks he knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wonder for that line, and I said this to Brian, I wonder how much Asgardians really do know about what magic is. Maybe their interpretation is magic is just science you haven't learned enough of yet. But Doctor Strange would counter that and say, I'm a way better sorcerer than whatever Loki is doing. Right. I just had him falling for 30 minutes. He had no idea what was happening. That's hilarious, by the way. That scene, the delivery. Tom Hiddleston, he's like, I've been falling for, th- for 30 minutes. <laughs> so good. Well, then the thing is, and and then he starts to go on, oh, you think you're a sorcerer? Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Strange yeah. is like, gone. <laughs> yeah, so how Enough much of, of what the Asgardians know about magic is actually accurate? Mm-hmm. And how, well, how much of it could well, be flipped I mean, because, in the other direction? Because when you look at it, you look at it, you have s- actual scientific stuff going on in Asgard. But then you have, like, uh, Freya. Is that Frigga. Like, Frigga. 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 Um, you have her using actual illusionary uh, illusion magic, like lo- and taught Loki how to do that. Yeah. Um. So it's um, like, it's like. But a, they've also made this six in one hand, doesn't in the other. Thor was hand. made to give an explanation to magic. That was the that was the reason why it was made in the MCU. To, mm-hmm. Obviously, Thor had to be in the uh, Avengers, but that was their explanation at the time. They didn't. They, they didn't, didn't know they were going to do a Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, so that was yeah. the cosmic introduction. Exactly. Yeah. Was the- oh yeah, yeah. I think, and I think that's a big that's a big delineation, right? So even in the comics, you have your you have your street level heroes. Yeah. You have your 
it's think about it like a video game. You have your street level heroes, you have your technological heroes, you have your mutants, you have your you know inhumans. Then you have your cosmological ones like Silver Surfer. Thor would be considered yeah. that. Uh, and then you have the magic ones, and that's going to be Doctor Strange, you know, the Dark Dimension, Mordo, all that. Uh, and there's overlap here and there, but that that I think you're you're, you're right. There there's that Thor is the uh, is is kind of the cosmic, you know. The, well, if you think about explanation, is kind of like he's kind of a meathead. Yeah. Well, well this is the thing that, uh, like, as much as I love that line, that line almost speaks truth to the idea of what science is now. Right. That at one point or another, you could be presented with different information that can alter your original theory. Yeah. So Thor's original thought process is magic is just science you don't know yet. Now, all of a sudden, we've hit this, this element of Doctor Strange where it's been revealed. Mind you, the Ancient One's been around forever, right. but it's now come to the forefront. Now I have evidence that lends me to believe the magic that magic and what Asgardians do are two completely different things. And Asgardians have no idea. Yeah, they may tap into magic here, their actual magic here or there, yeah. but but they have no idea what it is. And, and even even Thor goes, So Earth has wizards now. Yeah, right? yeah. So that was those are the lines that kind of get to me. And I was just like, Well, you you it's just a different thing of what you're doing, right? And then but I mean like some of their abilities come across as magic like the the whispering enchantment to the hammer yeah. Heimdall's ability to see everywhere to see the universe are these, like are these intrinsic abilities that are within Asgardians that they manifest I think or is well it... I think for Heimdall because he's a god that's his particular area of expertise but is that assigned at like birth was he gonna have that ability when he was or born did or did it manifest did yeah. they assign it did they say in school they were like you have nice eyes or, or did they genetically Heimdall. engineer it well I think that's right? one of my issues with Thor in the MCU, if we're talking about the impact, one of the things that that I think as we get away from Thor, that's going to that that is a little disappointing is Thor was completely the Thor films were completely OK with adding more questions without answering previous ones. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just, OK as the viewer. And we yeah, were OK yeah. with the viewer with yeah. it. But like as we look back, there's going to be a level of disappointment because Thor's just going to add more questions I, to the I, equation I just, and I, never answer anything. I just had a thought. So if, if, if their stuff is less magic and more technological, do you think uh, do you think Mjolnir, uh, when Odin's doing the enchantment, he's like just talking to Siri? He's like, oh, right. Siri, whoever holds this, if he be worthy. Whoever, whoever knows the passcode, the should they Thor. be worthy? Uh, they now have the power of Thor. It's, it's just like a reminder, markers, it's 1813. And he just set it up for Thor and he just put that on there for shits and giggles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I think, like, like if you look into it, that seems more likely. Uh, given the Asgardian propensity for technology, I mean, you look at look at and the the second Thor reinforced it mm -hmm. a lot with the Dark Elves yeah. having all those spaceships. There's also the whole thing with uh, thing with Jane things. Foster <laughs> where she has the whatever manifested inside of her, and they're using the magic, the technological whatever, to look inside oh, the her. Quantum field generator, the quantum Which field is like, generator. Yeah, and it's basically like, just an MRI machine. Like, and she's just like, does it? Uh, measure the uh, like the things moving within a when a within a f jumping from field to field and they're like yeah and he's like then it's a quantum field generator yeah <laughs> they're like it's like a soul caster or something I don't remember what they call yeah, it. yeah 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 and it's Some... just different names yeah for yeah. the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so it'd be I mean, like it'd be like uh, you we're know just catching up to what they are having all what what they've had for thousands of years yeah ex exactly yeah. exactly yeah um but the but the magic the magic like for me like you can explain that way with some of the things but like Heimdall's sight ability. 
Yeah. Thor, Thor's thunder and lightning abilities. That's well, magic. Thor Ragnarok just established. Well, we'll get just established that. that that's something intrinsic to himself. Not, yeah, yeah, not true, true, necessarily true. a hammer. Not the hammer. You're not the god of hammers, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, great. Like, those line. abilities, like, how are they assigned? Are they intrinsically tied to Asgard like Helazar? With Asgard gone, can he? Well, still they, that's they my the, question. They make they say in Ragnarok, like Hela or like you, Hela's powers come from Asgard. Right. What the does that mean like in the early movie like asgard's gone now is thor not the god of thunder anymore can heimdall not see everywhere in the universe yeah. anymore or it's just reduced like hella like when hella came back they're like now that she's on asgard again do they have to go back to asgard to recharge that ability or, or does it or does it just not matter or or is it or is it uh like for thor and for like heimdall and for loki when they say your powers came from asgard is it, oh, well, you have your powers now. They just came from Asgard. So that's like my you question. Just, you Going just, into Infinity War. You just went Infinity to the supermarket, War. picked them up, and now you have yeah, yeah, thunder, yeah, yeah, yeah. thunder and lightning yeah. powers. Or, or or do you continually get those powers? But I mean, like, but why is that assigned? Like, why is why was Thor the god of thunder? Did that's he a reach question. a certain age and they assigned it to him? Because they also show other Asgardians that are very powerful, like Lady Sif and the Warriors 3. Did they... Were they born that way, or did they train to become as strong as they were? I think or all Asgardians are assigned? very all Asgardians are very strong. I mean, obviously, Agents of Shield is non-canon, and the, but they showed that physically, Asgardians were different than humans. Um, and even even they said in Ragnarok, Asgardians you gotta gotta watch out for them Asgardians. Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. uh, they're they're yeah, as much as I can do an impersonation of his yeah. voice. Gotta watch um, out for them as guardians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even Valkyrie, I mean, seriously, her first thing, she throws a dude and yeah, just like yeah. Thor does. Um, and I would say she's probably, you know, base level, probably just as powerful as, as Thor when he's not exerting himself. Yeah. Well, she's a Valkyrie. So yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So. Um, uh, so super training there. Uh, but, but like I said, is it is it training or is yeah, it we don't know. genetic ability? We like, don't know. Or is it even genetic? But that's what is I'm like saying. Kind of like source code I of the think, universe. Assigning? I think Thor is completely okay with with giving you that question and never answering it for you. And they probably never will. And they probably never not. will. And, and we'll just and have to deal with it. And we'll we'll ask I, these questions. But we'll never. If we're going, I just want everyone solely... to be as bugged by it as I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is. so in between, we're watching the movie. We're completely fine with it. And we get out of the movie. He's like, "Why the fuck can he shoot lightning out of shit?" Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um. Real, God real, of thunder. Yeah. Real quick. Before, Lord of thunder. Before we move on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Asgard. Asgard. Uh, before we move on, uh, I know people love Black Panther. Uh, in my opinion, there is no more dynamically loved villain than Loki. In the MCU. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Well, he's the the motivation is just so easy to understand. It's, yeah. Like it's the I I never felt like I fit in. I know there's a reason now. I just want everyone to fucking love me. Love well, me. Well, and here's the thing. I think in by the time Ragnarok rolls around, he realizes he was loved. Like Thor really did love him. His mother, obviously in the second, really did love him. Yeah. Odin really did love him yep. and really wanted more for him. And I don't think he really realizes it until yeah. Ragnarok. And even then... Because in the other movies, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Well, everything, like, very similar to Tony Stark, everything Loki does is out of survival and or dominance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, every decision he makes. And so now we get to the end of Thor Ragnarok, and Loki is theoretically, based on the trailers... 
giving the Tesseract he stole for sheer, I don't, we don't know his motivation yet, but it's either survival for himself oh, or yeah. for or survival Asgardians. for Asgardians who are left. Which because that ship is all there is. There's the no one else. How much, how many of them are even left? That's, well, that's what's so interesting about so we it. we know, like, Hogan wasn't Asgardian. He was from one of the other realms. That Vanaheim? Vanaheim. Vanaheim. He's from yeah. Vanaheim. So we don't know how much cross population there is. There might be other Asgardians. We know Sif was off off world. Yeah, well, there might well, that's be one. <laughs> there might be several Asgardians that are in the other nine realms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that are just colonies, just yeah. per, right? or maybe doing their job as the defenders of all the realms. Right. So we don't we don't know. But being a defender of the realm and being a citizen of Asgard seemingly are two different things. True, true. And we have to real and uh, we have to think. Uh, you know, Asgard had an army. How big it was, but was that it hella all, destroyed? Was it, was it, but was it all in Asgard? Because yeah. Thor was, uh, think Thor, uh, Dark World, and even Rag- at the beginning of Ragnarok, Thor's still cleaning, cleaning shit up. So, like, yeah. is he, uh, is the army out there? And if so, are they coming back? You know, yeah. like, you know, I mean, well, and these questions are they going to show never... up like the, the coordinates at, um, in Asgard and be like, uh, 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 yo, uh, where's my where's my home? Yo, did the GPS mess up? Right. Uh, <laughs> hey Siri, right uh, space, right? hey Siri, is, where uh, am Asgard. I? <laughs> Asgard was blown up by, by Thor. Read this Wikipedia article, <laughs> and it's all it's all written by Thor. <laughs> yo, I didn't do this, man. I'm pretty sure I said shit earlier. I think we're already two over. Okay, so. we're two no, over no, that's fine now. That's PG-13. That's oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, does that mean I can? Can I say bitch? Yeah. Technically. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it's allowed on FX, it's allowed on. <laughs> is that is that our baseline foundation? <laughs> if it's allowed, let's, let's, on let's, FX. let's be, let's be real. Standards commission <laughs> baseline. Here. Actually, oh, I heard sure. on FX, it's got to be fine now.